0: Hi, I'm Mikey Domegala, host of Inside Buzz, and welcome to episode 15. year NBA veteran Jamario Moon is my guest, where we'll speak about his unusual road to the NBA, competing in one of the most memorable dunk contests ever, playing alongside LeBron, Wade, and Bosh in his career before they got to Miami, the Big 3, and currently the 5 tournament which tips off in late July. And folks, there's a reason why. If you go to YouTube.com and type in Jamario Moon, you'll see him dunking all over the place, whether it's uh, in the dunk contest or Rising Stars Challenge. He was known for his athletic ability and his knack for the defensive end. All right, Jamario, welcome to the show. I appreciate you coming on for episode 15.
1: Appreciate it, man. I'm happy to be on.
0: So I saw on social media, and for all the listeners, find Jamario on Instagram, at imjmoon that you'll be competing in the Five tournament along with other, you know, former NBA players, Joe Johnson, Nate Robinson, and Mike Bibby. Talk to me about that and talk to me about how you've been training in quarantine.
1: First of all, I want to thank my guy JC for putting the game together, man. He must have he known the guys were hungry for some basketball and the basketball fans were hungry for some basketball. So, you know, he put this game together, man, reached out to me asked me if I would play, and I'm like, hey, I'm a basketball player, man. You ask me, you call and ask me about playing basketball, I'm coming to play basketball. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it's going to be fun for me, man, to be able to get out of the house, you know, get out of Georgia and go, you know, have a little fun on the basketball court, man, with the, you know, the big three being shut down, you know, due to the uh, corona and all that stuff. Man, this is going to be a breath of fresh air. <laughs>
0: another breath of fresh air the NBA season beginning in a couple weeks the preseason and then July 30th the season coming around if you were in the NBA today and you had to go to the bubble how would you handle it Jamario?
1: You know with the with the a lot of the other you know craziness that's going on in the country man I think if I was in the NBA right now I probably would I probably would would be like Avery Bradley man and just and just sit it out you know what I'm saying because I, I feel like it's going to take, take the attention away from, you know, what's, what's you know, the bigger picture. So I, I don't even feel like I would I would uh, be going to be, participate.
0: And seven years playing in the NBA. But before you got there, you know, it, it took you a little bit. The NBA G League overseas playing for the Globetrotters, a bunch of summer leagues before Toronto signed you in 2007. Can you talk to me about your mentality of going through all those years? And did you ever feel like you wanted to quit?
1: Oh, man, I was playing basketball. Man, listen, from from the day I picked up a basketball and you know took my first dribble, man, I knew I loved the game. I, you know, I I just love basketball. So wherever I had to go to entertain people or to entertain myself, just to be able to play the game, man, I was I was happy with it. You know, I was just actually. I think when I first started playing, I wouldn't even. It wasn't really like. Oh, I got the NBA, I got to get it. I got to, you know, I was just happy to be playing. And then, you know, you know, after a while when people like, man, you can, you know, go feed your family real good if you, (laughs) you know, do what you got to do and make it to the league, man. But before that, I was just, I was just in love with the game. So, you know, like a lot of the places that I played, I didn't even get paid. Or if I did get paid, it was late. You know what I'm saying? And they were just like, okay. I mean, I'm still playing the game. We were still traveling, going to the games and play. And I mean, I'll, I'll eat as long as I'm eating. I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? So I was just in love with it, man. I didn't care about the journey. But I, I think when I once I did make it to the NBA, you know, uh, you know, by not being drafted and then, you know, when when uh, Toronto signed me, I was sitting basically in my street clothes. You know, I wasn't even on the active roster when I first got there for like the first. First few games, you know, me going through what I went through before I made it actually prepared me for, you know, not playing when I got there. Because I had already been through basically what, what a lot of people would call the worst, you know what I'm saying, by not being paid and all that that uh, that uh stuff. But I feel like I, I had already been through the worst. So not playing, just sitting behind the bench watching shoot, that was, I had courtside seats, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had made it to the highest level. So I was just soaking it all up. And once I got my opportunity, man, I made the most of it, and I never sat behind the bench again.
0: (laughs) I was going to bring that up next. You know, 27-year-old rookie, you started in 75 games for Toronto in your rookie year, 8.5 points per game, 6.2 rebounds per game. Listen, that's good stuff coming off a bunch of seasons overseas. You could ball. You know, you got all-rookie second-team honors, rookie of the month. How is it going to struggling to get there? And then, man, you get there, and you're coming out blazing.
1: I was just happy to be playing. I was just soaking up the moment, man. You know what I'm saying? I I probably could have averaged 12 rebounds a game if Chris Bosh wasn't in my way. (laughs) 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 You know, that Chris Bosh, that's my guy, man. He he stole a lot of my rebounds, you know what I'm saying? But (laughs) but no, man, I was just – when I hit that court, man, I was just happy to be out there, man. I was, you know, on TV, people calling and texting and – Hey man, I, I saw you do this. I saw you do that, and I'm like, man, this is you know, this is the life. So, you know, every every game after my first one, that was just another opportunity for me to try to you know make make my hometown happy, man. Cause you know where I'm from, and a, a lot of people don't you know make it to like the highest level of you know whatever job they're doing. You know what I'm saying? And it was just it just felt good for me to be able to to uh, let the people see somebody from home make it. And I just, you know, I had a smile on my face every game. But I do that now. I still smile because I love it. I just love life. I love people. You know, I love making people happy. So that was just my, my main thing. Just, you know, just keep making your hometown proud.
0: And Jamario, you mentioned Chris Bosh. You know, a, a lot of people remember him in Miami winning those championships, being a part of that big three. But in Toronto, man, 23-10-3 and three in its prime. What was it like playing with Bosh and how good was he?
1: Man, people a, a lot of people, you know, they sleep on Chris, man, because you know, he wasn't the typical, you know, put put his back to the basket and back people down type of big man. You know, he shot a lot of mid-range, you know, little 15 footers, man. But man, Chris man, Chris was skilled, man. Chris was he was he one of the best big men I play. Well, I ain't even gonna call him a big man. He's one of the best players that I played with. You know what I'm saying? And and to walk out every night and give you twenty. 10 man I don't I don't know how people can can uh, downplay that you know they want to call him soft and all that type of stuff man but Chris was he was a dog man <laughs> Chris used to eat up some people
0: what was like a, a wow moment watching Chris operate out there or you know if he gave somebody the work
1: my whole rookie season was a wow moment <laughs> you know it, I mean it didn't it didn't matter who it was it was Chris Anthony Parker, or uh, uh, Jose, or somebody like that, man, it, it didn't, the whole moment was a wild moment for me, man, but for me to just, to, to be able to go out and, and take the court with one of the best power forwards to play the game, man, that's, that was, like, it was, an, now that I go back, I, I wasn't really thinking about that when I was on the team with him, but now when I sit back. You know, and I just, I don't got older, you know, I know, a, you know, I watch, a, a, I watch a lot of basketball. Now, now, then I was just playing and just, you know, raw athleticism, you know, I wasn't really paying attention and, and, and focusing like I focus on it now. But when I go back and think about it now, man, it was just like, man, that dude was real smooth, bro. You know what I'm saying? And he just made it look so easy. It, it's like he wasn't going too fast. And he wasn't going too slow. He just he did everything at his own speed, man. And like I said, when you go out and you average 20 and 10, it's, I mean, <laughs> you the guy.
0: <laughs> 2008 Rising Stars game. I mean, you threw down some ridiculous dunks in that game. I think you had 13 points. But you also played against and with players like, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge, Kevin Durant, Brandon Roy, Rudy Gay, Rajon Rondo. What do you remember from that day?
1: And I remember. It, it, actually, that day seemed like, it was yesterday. I don't think I ever forget that man. To to be able to go out and step on the on the same court as, especially as Kevin Durant, man. To be invited to the same game as Kevin Durant, man. That that was like it was like a a, a dream. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was like a dream, and it was all going the way I wanted it to go. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times in your dream, you like oh, the, the monsters gonna catch me, but it was like. You know what I'm saying? I was just soaking up. It was like like, like I was in the Vegas lights. You know what I'm saying? Like everything was, was happening exactly the way I wanted it, man. But I tell you what I do remember. Booby Gibson stole the show that game, man. He's hit so many threes, man. And I got a picture on my phone, matter of fact. I'm contesting one of those threes. And he just, like, I I don't know. He might have hit like 10 threes that game or something, man. But just to be out there and soak up that whole you know, that whole atmosphere, man, my family was there, man. It was, that's, that was a wild moment. That was a real wild moment.
0: I checked actually before we got on this call, he finished with 33 points, Gibson. And he, I think something, as you were saying, close to 10 threes. So he was going off that game.
1: It seemed like every time he thought about shooting, it was going in, man. And then he had LeBron on the sideline, just, you know, amping him up. You know, he was just, he was in his own zone, man. And, that was – I mean, you know, you you want to win that game, but at the same time, you know, you just you, – you basically there to entertain. you entertaining the fans, you know what I'm saying? But I was just looking like, man, this guy won't miss. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking I'm having a good game, but he is having a out-of-this-world type of game. But, you know, those are the type of moments you live for, man, especially coming from where I came from, to be out there on that stage and to go through all the – you know, the the uh, stuff that, that, that went on that weekend, man. It was just that's, – that's that was one of the best times of my life, man. Being a rookie, undrafted, making it to that stage. We lost in the game, but it don't matter because we still, you know, had fun, man. It was – hey, well, I would go back and do it all over again ten times.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you would. And, I mean, you know what I'm going to bring up next. That slam dunk contest you were in right after the Rising Stars game. Dwight Howard. Gerald Green, Dwight with the Superman dunk. Man, talk to me about that and take me through all your dunks in that one.
1: I want to say one thing. They cheated, man. (laughs) They cheated. Dwight didn't dunk it. I was going to ask you that. That was my next question. But, listen, he didn't dunk it. But when they showed it on the replay screen in slow motion, the way he was leaning forward like Superman with the cape flopping a little bit and threw that ball in, man, I'm like, oh, okay, you can. You you I mean you can count that as whatever you want to count it as man, but you know what man? When I got on that on the uh, on that dunk contest stage man, that was it, I had some but- I actually had some butterflies. You know what I'm saying? When I'm out there with Gerald Green, he you know he can fly. Dwight Howard, I mean come on, y'all <laughs> don't even have to explain that one. And then you know I got all these people you know back home watching and you know just. Little Jamario coming from small Goodwater, Alabama, man, on his big stage. You got the whole world watching the dunk contest, man. I'm feel I feel like, man, I gotta, you know, I gotta I gotta perform well. You know, I, I actually I think I did pretty good, man, other than, you know, when I put the tape down. I couldn't time the I couldn't time the pass from Jason. So when I put the they said you messed up when you put the tape down. You should have just did it regular, but it is what it is, man. I wouldn't trade none of those experiences for nothing, man.
0: After Toronto, it's Miami. Talk to me about joining Dwayne Wade and playing alongside him. Yeah, me and Jermaine
1: got traded from Toronto to uh, Miami for Sean Marion and somebody. I can't remember who it was. May have been, uh, what's the little Marcus Banks or somebody, maybe. I can't even remember. I can't remember. But man, when I got down to uh, Miami, man, <laughs> the first thing I noticed, because I was still on my rookie contract, the first thing I noticed was I got a pay raise because those taxes, were, <laughs> <the> taxes <laughs> in Toronto were way up here, man. So my checks were looking a little bit better, man. I was like, yes, but I love the city of Toronto, man. But, you know, giving me the opportunity to live out my dream, to start my dream, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, shout out to Sam Mitchell, man. He, They really, you know, gave me an opportunity to show what I could do in Toronto, man, and I went in and pressed and, Obviously, you know, Miami liked what they saw. They uh they wouldn't have traded for me. But when I got to Miami man with D Wade, it was like, Oh man, this is a different <laughs> it's different, you know what I'm saying? Running beside Flash and my very first game, he just throwing it up. Just throwing it up to the rim, man. I said, Oh, this is gonna be fun. And I was hoping to sign back with, with uh with with Miami man when I became a free agent, but I think that's when they was, you know, transitioning into the Chris Bosch and LeBron stuff, man. So like they, were, they were basically trying to save money. But I actually, you know, I played well in Miami, and, you know, we had a lot of fun, man.
0: As a teammate of Wade, is he in your, your greatest shooting guards of all time? Say, MJ, Kobe, Wade. Is, is he in that conversation?
1: How could he not be? You remember, you remember the '06 6 D-Wade, right? <laughs> you, <laughs> oh, remember yeah. what he did, you remember what he did to Dallas? So how can he not be? He he is definitely one of the best two guards to play the game to me. So, I mean, I know it's a lot of people going to argue this and that. But, I mean, he they always say you got to have rings. You got rings. He got buckets. And he actually, and he played defense. So, you know, I don't I don't see why not. He should be in your
0: top oh, three guard. He is. I got, I'm looking at, like I said, MJ Kobe Wade. And people want to say Harden's sneaking in there, but I can't see him passing Wade because of Wade's accolades, like you said, the defense, one of the greatest, you know, defensive guards ever. So as we're talking about Harden, you think he'll get in there?
1: Julie? Sure, he scores. The way he scores, <laughs> come on, sure, of course he'll get in there. But this is what I learned to do. You know, a lot of people like to one, two, three, like Jordan, Kobe, blah, 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 LeBron, Wade, you know, they like to list like this. One, uh-huh. two. I don't do that, man. I just be like, okay. He was good. He was good. He was. Good. That's high label mind now. All of them good. I think we just need to learn how to. I know it's hard for you know the sports people to do that because it gives you something to talk about. But I just wish everybody would just take each individual's game and just just take it for what it was, man. Because once that when they leave, you like man, I miss I miss watching D Wade play. I miss watching LeBron, man. Like now I know people like man, but MJ used to. You know, blah blah blah, but you know, but they always want to compare them. I don't, I don't even like comparing them. So if they, if somebody want to argue with me about basketball, it ain't gonna happen because I'm just gonna be like all of them. They always, man, who you, you played with LeBron. So, uh, who you think better, LeBron or MJ? I say both of them.
0: <laughs> you know, then after Miami, we're leading right up to LeBron. You got to Cleveland, LeBron's last season. Now, were there murmurs in the media amongst the teammates or? What you saw with LeBron, did you think he was going to leave?
1: And I never had any clue that LeBron would ever leave Cleveland. Never, man. We was we had the best record in the league. We we just we, you know, we lost to Boston. Boston put us out that year LeBron left. But man, we was like we were actually kicking some people butt, man. <laughs> you know, we were winning some games, man, and I just thought like, okay, we just need maybe a one piece one or two pieces or something, you know what I'm saying? And we're going to be right there. That's all we needed. I I, I never had any inkling that LeBron was going to – I didn't think he would ever leave Cleveland, to tell you the truth. But when he left Cleveland, you know, everybody was, you know, in their feelings and mad at LeBron. And yeah, Actually, I felt some type of way when he left. I'm like, dang, man, we were just – you know, we were this close, man. Why he leave? But – you know, but then, it, you know, it opened up an opportunity for me to, you know, to step in and play more. But I just didn't – I didn't – like, the way they, was, they were dogging it, man, I'm like, no, they just – that's bad, man. Like, he did give a lot to that team, that city for a long – for, you know, some years. And, you know, when I heard him say, like, you know, LeBron – I never really thought thought about it like this, but when LeBron went to Miami, he was basically using those years in Miami like college years. You know what I'm saying? Like, he never went to college. He's just always been right there in Akron and Cleveland in that area, you know. So, you know, when I, when I look at it like that, okay, okay, maybe he, you know, he might have needed that little, you know, because I'm sure that was a lot on him. But, you know, we all wanted LeBron to stay. All our feelings was like, all of us was in our feelings, but I think in different ways. But I can understand, you know, why he did what he did. He obviously made up for it when he came back and, you know, won the championship. So, can't be mad at him no more.
0: And then after he left, like you were saying, Cleveland was at the top of the standings. Instantly, they're down nineteen and sixty-three. You know, you were a part of that team. What was the vibe like in Cleveland after LeBron?
1: It was horrible, man. It was horrible, man. That whole it the whole like city was just like it was just like somebody just let the air out of a, out of a balloon, man. It was it was bad. I mean, exactly what you what you seen watching the games, is that's exactly how it felt. <laughs> However it felt when you was watching them watching us play, that's exactly how it felt. To, probably times two to us. Cause we gotta go in and practice and then go out and play. Then you know you you know once when you go out in public, you know, people gonna say what they gonna say. You just have to eat that up and, you know, keep it pushing, man. But that was that was tough, man. I think we lost twenty-six straight games, bro. I think we we I think we lost twenty six, if I'm not mistaken, twenty five or twenty-six straight games. And that was ooh, that was, that was that was rough. But you know what? I think when we won, I think we wind up beating the Lakers or somebody <laughs> to end the streak or something like that, man. But that whole like they man, we I don't I don't they didn't want us to like even talk to LeBron when they came back to Cleveland. You know, when Miami came back to Cleveland, it was like, oh man, that's the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Don't. But I'm like, man, that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I, I ain't the type of person to be hating nobody. I ain't speaking to him because of this. Or I, I'm not doing that. So, you know, when they came, I half court, I dab him up, boom. You know, I ain't no love lost, man. I understand. So, but everybody else, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad.
0: I remember it all. And then, you know, his move to Miami. You know, those are your, those are your uh, former teammates—Wade, Bosch, LeBron—all in different stints with different teams. What were your thoughts right. on that big three when, when it formed?
1: I didn't think them dudes was ever gonna lose. Tell you the truth, <laughs> I knew—I knew, I, I knew the—I thought they would win the first year they when they all got together. But I figured it was gonna be—it would be tough. But I thought them jokers was gonna just like—I thought they were gonna win a few of them in a row, man. It was—they had a—they had a nice, you know. I think the bench. I think the bench is what what kind of, like, hurt them. You know I'm so saying? They, they had those three guys, but then you needed some firepower coming off the bench, and they wouldn't really, like, the bench wasn't really that strong. But still, though, with them three dudes, man, I, I thought they was going to run through a few championships, man. Actually, when they came to play us, man, I'm like, ooh, man, I'm looking around like, boy, we got a load on our hands tonight. <laughs> we got a load on our hands tonight. But when they throw that basketball up, it's, it's whatever. Let's, let's play you know and obviously they got us but we fought <laughs> we fought
0: and Jamario you know you were known for your leaping ability but you're also a very underrated defender who gave you the most problems in the NBA
1: I would say LeBron probably gave me the most problems man because when he get the basketball he's straight when I back then he was like when he catches he downhill you know, you gotta try to run back, turn your hips, get in front of a freight train, and stop him. But you know, I was when I was in the league, I was only like I think 208 pounds or something like that. You know, I wasn't weak, but I wasn't heavy. You know, so I think LeBron really—it wasn't so much as he gave me problems, though. He—it was just you know, it's, you you got to worry about so much because he had a ball in his hands all the time. You know, when I when I was guarding Kobe, you know, you know Kobe's skill. You know, he one of the best skill players ever but you know I, I I pretty much could play him because he wasn't as big and strong as LeBron and you know I, I knew knew to play Kobe for the fadeaway and stay down on the pump fake LeBron gonna get the ball on the break and straight down here, straight at you and you gotta try to find a way to stop him without fouling him then when he get it in the half court he calling for the screen you gotta fight over these screens and all this type of stuff man and man LeBron he was tough he was tough but I think LeBron was yeah, he was the toughest guard for me, man.
0: And after Cleveland, you had a couple short stints with the Clippers, the Hornets, then back to the G League, back overseas out of the NBA. Then the right. Big Three came knocking in 2019. Talk to me about how you were recruited there and how much you loved it. Actually, you know what?
1: The Big Three, went the very first year they had the Big Three, I was at the Combine. And I played well, but I didn't get drafted. So I'm like, oh, okay, what do I need to do to get into the victory? <laughs> you know, I'm thinking like, hey, what did I do? You know, I shot the ball well. People see I can still move. So, you know, I, and, it, and it never – I mean, it, it never clicked like what I needed to do. So I'm like, okay, just keep doing what you've been doing. <laughs> keep working out. Keep training. And every summer they had a, the uh, combine, just go to the combine and continue to do what you do. But uh, Joe, Joe Johnson came – actually, no, nah, before Joe. I worked. I was working out in Atlanta with Mahmoud, Mahmoud abdul raouf and uh, you know I, they they saw me shooting. They saw me shooting. They saw me, saw I could still move. But uh, I didn't get drafted that year either. The second year. So you know, by me working out with those guys and they seeing that I could still move, I was kind of like on their list. And Rashad Lewis went down like the third game of the season or something. I think he tore his Achilles or something like that, and. Um, my guy CJ called, me and he was like, "Hey, man, uh, Rashad went down, man. I think we are gonna we gonna try to bring you in." And the three-headed monsters called me in, man. Went out there, Gary Payton gave me an opportunity to play, man. And the very first game I played in, I'm like, I, in the locker room, in my head, I'm already saying, "Okay, I'm gonna." You know, I'm going to make up for people not drafting me the first year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to go out here and try to make a statement. I didn't know I was going to be on the way I was on. It was one of those type moments, one of those MJ moments, like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I went out. I think I had, like, 24 or 25 or something on the, in my first big three game. And the following season, I got drafted by the Ghost Ballers in the first round. And then I got traded to, uh, to the triplets. And we went on to win the championship man and, you know every i just always thank ice cube man for you know giving us the platform to go out and still be able to show people that we can still play the game you know what i'm saying because you know, a lot of guys just after the nba we just sit at, we just sitting around at home you know we might still work out and play some pickup ball man but you know it's some fans out there that like still want to see some of the guys so ice cube put that lead together man and reached out to the right players man and I'm still grateful for the big three, man. I love it. It made me feel like I was right back in the NBA. It's the same environment, the same type of environment, man. And I can't, I'm can't. i sad that we're not having a season this summer, but I said, I guess we are going to be the first back-to-back champions by default. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're not having a season this summer, we just, you just got to automatically make us the champions for, for this summer. So... We appreciate it.
0: <laughs> I mean, listen, I love the big three as well, and that triplets team, that team is nice, man. Can, oh, my God. Can Joe Johnson still ball at an NBA level? You think he could get back in the league?
1: I don't know if he want to get back in the league, but he can definitely play in the league. There's a lot of guys that can still play in the league, man, but you know when you get a certain age, a certain age, they feel like you, you know, you can't do this at a high level anymore. It's only basketball, you know what I'm saying? And like now, they just—it seems like they just run and shoot a lot of threes now. Anyway, can Joe still play in the NBA, man? I, that's a you, matter of fact. He'll be on—he'll be on tonight on the in the TBT. with overseas elite. He'll be playing in that. You'll be able to see if he can still play. You know he can still play, man. Joe, yeah, Joe can play with, with in any league,
0: man. Talk to me about the five tournament. You know we touched on it in the beginning, but when's the first day of tip-off? Who are your teammates? Who are some people you're looking forward to playing against?
1: I'm looking forward to playing against everybody, man. We gonna, we fly out on the 17th, man. The first game is is July 19th. It's from the 19th to the 29th, and I feel like Toronto Five are going to go undefeated. <laughs> That's me, Reggie Evans, um, Will Solomon, Mike Taylor, and uh, who, who was the other guy? I think Carlos Arroyo. We're going to have a lot of energy on our team, man. So I hope those other guys are ready because we coming. Toronto going to get another championship. How about that?
0: <laughs> Playing with Blake Griffin, you know, you're a high flyer. He's a real high flyer. What do you think of his dunks and seeing that firsthand?
1: It, it's always It always feels different when you're watching somebody else do it, man. And between him and DeAndre Jordan? Man, listen, Those guys, every night was a, you was going to get a sports center moment. You was going to get a top ten moment from one of those dudes every night. And to be able to be there sitting front row and, and looking at it, man, it was like, man, this is crazy. This, you know, as big as the dudes are, and they, they getting up like the same way I'm getting up. Man, that stuff was crazy, man. But I still think my hops, I got more hops than Blake and DeAndre.
0: <laughs> I'll go with your word on that one, man. <laughs> All right, Jamario. Lastly, who's your 2020 NBA champion?
1: Oh man, my 2020 NBA champion, man. It's, that's tough, man, cause, cause, Milwaukee got a nice team, man. Milwaukee balling, and you know the Lakers are. You know they got they got uh LeBron and, and AD, man. Uh, I'm gonna say the Lakers or the Bucks. <laughs> It's tough. It's tough to pick one, man, because Milwaukee got like they they bench. Like they got a nice bench. You know they have some guys that come in on the bench and they get they get buckets, man. And I would like to see my guy Eric so get one. You know he's from Alabama. That's the home the home state guy. You know, and I would love to see him get one, man. But I I think it's gonna be between the Bucks and and uh and the Lakers, man.
0: All right, folks, you heard it from Jamario. Just like his all-time greats, he's not picking. He's not picking one team to win it. It's either Milwaukee or the Lakers.
1: Right. right. <laughs> Both teams are great.
0: <laughs> All right, Jamario. It was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you for coming on episode 15 of Inside Buzz. And uh, I'll catch up with you soon, my man.
1: Appreciate you having me on, man. Next time you want to talk, just hit me up.
0: Appreciate it, helping out a young kid. I'm only, I'm only 21, so I'm a lot younger than you. That's
1: so, all right, man. I was 21 a long
0: time ago. <laughs> um, listen, man, I, I know you know how it is trying to break into, uh you know, the basketball world, and I'm just yeah, getting in the media what? way.
1: It's going to be a lot of people turn you down just because you ain't already made it. You know what I'm saying? You you, you probably asked for some interviews from some people, and they, you know, they like, oh, man, he ain't, you know, just because, you, you know, you're not well-known, you're going to have a lot of people to try to, you know, just push you to the side and tell y'all he ain't going to do nothing. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. You know for me, to become, getting in the NBA the way I did, if you keep working at it and you get in front of the right people, you get that one interview with the right person,
0: then ESPN ain't going to be calling you.